Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing. Glad to be with you, inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. We got bowl games galore all through the day, uh, into the weekend, Saturday bowl games, Sunday week 17 NFL, and then Monday New Year's Day, we get the big bowl games, but you got the NBA, you've got college hoops, uh, you've got the NHL. There's a lot on the board and a lot to talk about with our friends John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm doing great. Listen, we always say global, not local. And as we just went on the air, yeah, literally one hour ago, if you think that NFL football is huge, and if you think that a lot of people are interested in betting on it, how about international soccer? Oh boy. How about the fact that Liverpool, if you check your Twitter account, yes. literally has just agreed to pay $75 million for this guy, Virgil van Dijk or whatever. The point is, is that really people overlook the fact that how big international soccer is. There's a line on the games. Either side can win. You have Asian handicap odds. You have overs and unders. And I, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to break down the NFL. We're going to break down the bowl games. But there's something to be said for you're not, you see contracts like that in, in, in relatively normal basis because there's so much money. While the NFL is lagging financially, the Ravens sent out a letter last week trying to get people to come to the stadium because of this whole kneeling thing. It's been affecting their income and here you have players that are getting signed for you know almost a hundred million well that that and i got news for you you know this what is a catch what isn't a catch you know at least having the right calls made is driving people uh crazy too mike well you know the whole rule it's a big gray area everybody's got an opinion i mean do i think the rule is completely you know different from game to game and it seems like of course but the bottom line is you know, we're going to have always an opinion and always breaking down these games. It's not, it shouldn't come down to one catch. If your team is that much better today and the line is that wrong, it's not going to come down on that one play for you to throw up your hands. But if, again, if you're well, not applying well, that, the right money management. I, I, well, I would say this to you. And, and uh, you know, yes, at the end of the day, and specifically you're talking about the Buffalo New England thing, uh, you're right. When one play does not win a game. But when you're uh, an inferior team playing that team, and you have to play the perfect football game, and those kind of calls go against you, believe me, it has a massive impact on the eventual end of the game. Not to mention, at the tail end of a half, you know that wrong call has an impact on the halftime number and an end result. So I mean, these are things that leave a stone in people's shoe. Well, it seems like New England's been getting the, the blunt of all the, the calls this year, one against the, um, the, the Steelers, Jets, one against the Steelers. And the Bills, so it's been going on all season long. I don't believe there's a conspiracy theory against Tom no, Brady. We all know I, that. I don't but buy that either. It's it's just one of those things. Year after year, they just have to work it out in the off season. But that's we're going to let the officials and the team owners figure that out. Because again, we're here to beat the number. All of that other stuff is something that just we can't control. Well, and the funny thing is, John, uh, there have been three of them now, and we saw it the other night, and, and you talked about it. It ends up being this middle opportunity galore with teasers, first half, second halves. It's a meaningless play at the end of the game in terms of the game uh, when, when they do the lateral thing and, and the crazy throw it all over the place and Philly intercepts it and goes back for a touchdown. That's happened three times this year. So, I mean, it, it's and I'm telling you, if you're in a sports book when a play like that goes down, uh, you know, depending where you're sitting, well, you, know, you better have a helmet on. We have clients that like to brag because, you know, we always, in a perfect world, our clientele would be only following our advice. But we literally get updates from clients who want to brag about the games that we should have had because they were so easy. So as that game was going on, we got a text from one of our clients, and he screenshotted us his ticket in Vegas. You should have had Oakland on the money line like me. Very easy. Now, yeah. <laughs> now that was in the third quarter. I said, buddy, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's so, crazy. You know, they have the peaks and valleys. And, uh, but the, the beauty of it is in this day and age uh, when we talk about this stuff, and I know we do this with you, with regularity, uh, when you're on with the, the johnsyndicate.com and we do our weekly segment, now we do the Sports Insider Radio Show, you know, there there are opportunities. Just because a game goes off 
Uh, and I'm not saying that this is something that is done blindly, but if there are gray areas in a game uh, and you sit there and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a pass, but then you're watching the game and you spot something during the game or mathematically you're sitting there going, they moved it up and down the field, they should have scored all these points and they didn't because of goofy things or a bad call here and there, and all of a sudden a low second half total comes up and you're going, well, if they play the, the second half the way they just played the first half, other than the goofy things that happened, that game will fly over the total. And it's a game you weren't even looking cross-eyed at, but all of a sudden you watch this, and all of a sudden an opportunity presents itself at halftime of the game. Well, and, and then also to, to talk about, we'll get to the end game in a minute. If you look at yesterday's Kansas State game, you know, they're down 17-7. to they, they, they set up a short number in the second half. I did not play them because sometimes it looks like it's too easy to just do it, and I didn't do it. And, of course, Kansas State rolled, rolled to the house covering the second half, covering the game, covering everything. But that's one of those things where, especially this time of year, if you're watching these bowl games, yesterday we didn't play a lot of bowl games um, because there's so many app- – we, uh, we, we took Duke in the second half – um, they won 10 nothing in the second half, and they covered that with ease. There's so many opportunities of watching these teams and adjusting based upon what the lines are. And a lot of these bad teams or good teams in college football, as these bowl games go through the cycle all the way to, the, to next year, is they're rusty. They haven't played. They have off time. So Kansas State comes out there. Maybe it's a little bit of motivation to be down 17-7. And then if you're somebody who's one-dimensional and you're not going to trade games, you're not going to look at halftime numbers, you're leaving a potential a lot of money-making opportunities on the table. All right, fellas, sportsinsiderradio.com. We invite you to check out the website. Give the boys a call, 800-209-1679. Michael, we've got bowl games galore, and um, in this week we get day, uh, afternoon, evening, late night. We get bowl games, uh, and then they'll take a break on Sunday. Uh, we get a, a great roster of games leading up to week 17, and then Monday, wow, but- New Year's <laughs> Day bowl games. So th- this is a crazy time. Yeah, and anybody who lives in Las Vegas or in the Pacific Standard Time, you're going to have a lot of fun at uh, 1 o'clock this week that you normally don't with two or three games because the whole board is at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the NFL. So, you know, and you know, they were saying on uh, some other sports network, we talked about this yesterday on the radio show, um, that's so people, the other teams don't watch the scoreboard, Brian. Well, the I mean, it was done in a manner... You know, they don't want to see, so you don't get to decide, well, this guy, team one, we're definitely in, and then we have no reason to play at 4 o'clock. That's right. Which I kind of agree with that scenario. No, that, that, yeah, they did. That, that is absolutely the right thing to do, that virtually every game that has tentacles to another game are played at the same time. And so, I, I, what did we come up with? I think, is it nine late games? Uh, that's crazy. Sunday. Yeah, it's like nine or ten. Well, and they wasn't, and they made all the time changes, like you said. Anybody that's got any type of playoff um, implications are going to be playing at the same time. But again, this is another scenario where normally this is only involved in soccer, where they do this. And Brian, you may you may know this or not. They play the games timed, like exactly. They start the game at the exact right time, so players can't literally scoreboard watch during the game. Right. Because a lot of teams will literally just put the brakes on and then. The other team is getting the score in the other stadium, and they're they know they have to score if they want to move right. ahead because well, they're literally at the same time. And they do that. Go ahead. They'll do that in World Cup qualifiers. They'll do right. that in the right. World Cup itself, uh, and in in soccer tournaments with games being played at different venues. Because part of the reason is goal differential. Well, that and what about the NFL at four o'clock this week? All the games go to halftime. Certain teams are getting blown out. Is the other team going to put on the brakes? Is what about some in- key injuries that may come up that the other team is just literally flatlining for the rest of the game? There's a lot of halftime opportunities, knowing which teams really are going to care, and what you see in the first half with that eyeball test that just teams just really just don't care. They're packing in for the season. They're playing guys that they're normally not playing. They're benching starters, and really, it's just doesn't even matter. Especially like Cincinnati, you know, they don't have a coach. Uh, he's leaving, so. Is that team really going to show up? They might not care. And the opportunities are going to be – you will not know until probably at halftime which teams really are in it, the teams that are completely out of the playoffs that really care about playing the second half, or which ones are just looking for you know a better first-round draft pick. 
All right. Um, it's it's going to be a, a wild week 17 in the NFL. The, by the way, just saying that out loud, John, isn't that terrifying? To, is it, it's almost incomprehensible that the regular season's over. I mean, how fast did this go? I mean, you know, again, I've trained – it's just – you know, it's life, man. It's just – it flies. We've been doing this, and we talked about it yesterday. We have a 24-minute tutorial on my website, Betting as a Business 101. I did that a mere seven. I look back. It was six years ago we did this, Brian. Yeah. Six years ago. Back then I had a full head of hair and uh, no beard. But anyway, um, let's talk about real money. <laughs> Do you know the top team, the top two covering teams in the, in the NBA? Tell me. Indiana Pacers and the Toronto Raptors, of which both lost outright yesterday. And this drives home a point. This is public information available to the general public. The number one team, it's Boston, then Pacers, then Toronto. All 0-3 in the last three. Wizards beat Boston on Christmas Day. Toronto goes down yesterday, loses outright as a six-point favorite. Indiana is a pick'em plus one, plus two, depending upon your line, loses outright. And so what happens is this is where line makers adjust and they suck people in because what they'll do is raise the numbers on those high-covering teams, except Portland State in college basketball, which is now 10-0 and against the spread um, after they beat California last week. But the point is, if you're, if you're an independent handicapper, if you're a guy that's doing your own analysis, and you're going to go and you're going to look and see this team is against a spread at a high rate, you always say throw out the last game. I would even go further and say throw out those trends because in the perfect world, a team like Portland State that's 10-0 and or a team that's 20-12 and against the spread like the Boston Celtics or Toronto Raptors, the Pacers, they, they're going to probably be 30, you know, it's going to probably be 40-40 at the end of the season. Well, with all the talk of football, and, and obviously we're, we're to the end, uh, you know, on a nightly basis, you had the little holiday break, but you, know, you you're bringing up NBA teams. Uh, now college basketball starts to kick in, and oh by the way, fellas, we really start to get into conference play. So it's there are different segments in the college basketball season. Now it's conference play. Well, you know, early in the season, there's a lot of neutral court tournaments. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the teams are just figuring out their real rotations. They're not real set into their ways yet. But once it gets to conference play, like you said, it's a completely different style of play where the coaches know each other very well, and certain coaches want to put it to other coaches. And certain times of the game, the pace of the play from the first, you know, the record, you can't just look blindly at the ATS record and say this team will win going forward. It's not that easy. So it's a completely different pace of play in the Big Ten versus, you know, Iowa playing outside of the conference against non-conference opponents early in the season. It's just a completely different type of game. So that plays all into effect among all the other factors that we deal with, which gives us the advantage of monitoring these games and that eyeball test. Like we talk about in many shows before, Kenny White brings it up all the time. If a player that's a key player for that college basketball team gets a quick two fouls and he's out for the whole first half, it's going to be a completely different scenario than when they come back in the second half and he plays the entire second half. They're going to score a lot more points. They're going to be in the game a lot more. So just looking at that first half number without actually watching the game and see how they got to that, you can't just bet blindly. You, you have to monitor every single game. And I would say this, as, as we all have our power rankings or look at matchups, uh, from the total perspective, generally speaking, I say there are stages of an NHL season where you get pond hockey, but then the intensity ratches up after the new year and you get close to a trade deadline and teams start to employ uh, a style of play uh, that they'll use in the playoffs, plus there's the trade deadline. So there's a different animal that you're dealing with. With college basketball, you get into conference play, familiarity breeds contempt in teams that conceivably have been going up and down the court and you know they're playing out of conference games. All of a sudden, you sit there and go, "Well, oh, that team, they're, they're like a dead over team. All of a sudden, you watch, it's, it's the intensity level goes up because of the meaning of the conference games that it actually has an impact on the totals and something that you have to you know, make those adjustments as the season progresses. Well, and it continues, and that all of those factors, I mean, you brought up very, very valid points, and you just cannot, and I can't stress this enough, 
You can't just bet blindly because you like a team because of what they did the last game. Because, again, going into the conferences, it's a completely different style of play. Coaches are going to be looking to get more of an edge because they want to have that high conference um, record so they can get all they care about is getting into the conference tournament with a high seed and then winning that conference tournament to get into the big dance. So all of that leading up to it where a team could have had a really good run in those out-of-conference opponents, they might have had a very weak schedule. You don't actually do your research behind and then going forward of just knowing what the lines are right or wrong. There's plenty of games on the board. Like today, there's 25 college basketball games. That's all? Every day, there's 25 <laughs> college basketball Wednesday, games. Wednesday, Super Wednesday. We do the radio show on Super Hoop Wednesday. We all know Wednesday do you, and Do you Saturday have a name for every day? day? You got a name for every day? Ivy League Friday. Ivy League Friday. You know about Ivy League Friday, well, don't you? I, if you well, ever wanted to go to Ivy League school, you got to go on Friday. Dartmouth, Fatum, they're a good I, day. I, I, well, it's, it's actually, but buddy, it's, it's I, I, this is your backyard, too. It's Ivory League and Metro Atlantic Friday. Oh, Metro Atlantic, you're correct. You're correct. Don't 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 you know don't throw happens. away our Loyola of Maryland and Canisius games. I mean, come on. Mm. Not at all. The Greyhounds. The Greyhounds. <laughs> um, don't sleep on Towson either. There you go. Yeah, yeah, don't sleep on Towson. I mean, even though you have to understand is that there's certain teams like Evansville, for example, that do very well at home. Year you love year. them. Yeah, and you, you know what? And your your other favorite team? I I don't know. I think you just like saying it. You're in love with that IUPUI every year. IUPUI. Every year. Oh, hey, my IUPUI is (laughs) – you're all over them. He's got a new favorite team, Incarnate Ward. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Listen, you talk about, you know, people looking for action, but I want to talk about something serious for a second, as serious as we can be. Everyone listening to this show is looking to make money. They're looking to make a return on investment. You live – in Vegas, you know that 99% of the people that get on the airplane, I watched a YouTube video the other day, people were saying, you know, there was like a greeter on the way out of McCarran, not in, and nobody was smiling because <laughs> they all left their money at the table. And so, you know, the point is that, you know, we have been involved with professional bettors that do this for a living for literally decades, and, you know, without having the big game or the game of the month, the stuff we don't do here at our offices. Kenny doesn't do, I don't do, you don't do. We all know any game can win. We know any game can lose. I would say the biggest thing, and you would agree with me, Brian, is money management. I talk to clients all the time. They fly to Vegas for the weekend or they go to a bachelor party with their buddies and they take ten grand with them as their disposable income for the sports book and they want to pick two games to bet for 5500 what do you say to those guys? <laughs> you know, it, what, I you know they don't want to hear they should be betting fifty right. to a hundred. I would say fifty bucks for bucks for drink coupons. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and then they call me and they go, "Listen, I just lost fifty five hundred. I got forty five left. Can you help me? Can you help me?" It's like digging your grave and then calling me and going, "Can you get me out of the? Can you get me out?" You, you know, you can't make money if you're high leveraging your wagers. And that goes back with hockey, which I know is your love beside horse racing. You know, they're going to take teams like Tampa Bay that are 26-9 and nine straight up and New Jersey that are 21-14 and 14 straight up. But I would say a team like Tampa Bay, and we're not going to mention the other local team that's 23-11. and 11, they, are playing uh, unbe- they are playing unbelievable. It's the biggest, best story in the but NHL. They're gonna, I, would, I would say that you're going to start seeing that, that you're, their value is to the dog side because those teams – aren't going to be 70% at the end of the season more than likely. And when they win, they're, you're going to have to pay such a price that basically if you can get almost up to 30 or 40 cents on Vegas or on Tampa Bay, it, this goes back to what people, the, a guy I was on the phone with this morning. He said, John, all you want to talk about is money management, but I just love watching football. I said, great, go watch football. <laughs> it's not going to help you make money. No. And, and, and like you said, see, to me, when you say money management, I mean – I, there is no sure thing, and even the the big favorite, especially in a sport like hockey, where the goaltender is the great equalizer. No, I mean, come uh, on, Atlanta but, up twenty eight at the half in the Super Bowl. That was a sure thing, right? Right. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, we've seen all these ridiculous, <laughs> crazy things. But uh, I mean, and I, and it, it's a personal preference. Uh, but to me, and, and I, I've done this forever. I swear, I, I, I think um, if I had to guess. 
an educated guess, 70 to 75% of anything I'm doing is total related. Because over the course of right. 60 minutes of a football game or a hockey game, with the pace of play, uh, you get the you know you get the crazy lateral play at the end of the game. You're sitting there going, I don't, you know, well, the one like the Kansas City Washington Monday night game. You had the right side all night long, and something stupid happened. But you know what? If you were right over the course of 60 minutes on the pace of play, in, in terms of minimizing risk or whatever, and maybe it's it's just a personal thing for me. Um, I don't think people look at totals enough. I, I think they they. You know, I'm not saying there aren't great opportunities with an underdog or a favorite, but over the course of 60 minutes, if you're because I mean, if basically when you're handicapping a side, generally speaking, you're taking for starters how what is the matchup and what will the pace of play be like and who will dictate the pace of play in terms of you picking a side on, on the game. It, it, for me, it's like well, all role? I'm worried the, about is the, the the total. I mean, I don't have to worry about what's the, the goofy bounce at the what's end. What's the role? The uh, favorite in the over, dog in the under, or is it reverse? Well, the general public the, plays the, favorite. The general public plays favorite in the over. Right, and then they and when you log into the the apps on your phone when you're in Vegas, you go up to the board. They have a little mark correlated parlay. Sure, yeah, co- this game is correlated. What does that mean? It means it means nothing. It's the way to sway you to go with the over or the under, depending upon which side you take. And you know, this goes back to people love parlays. You know, when they love, I mean, they love totals. You know, when they love totals when there's only one game on the board. You know, every Monday night, everybody's playing the side and the total and the parlay and. And in these individual bowl matchups, I think that to- the, you're going to get a little more total action because there's there's you know there's more there's one game at a time. There's not five games at a time. The way they've done the schedule, even today, you basically have the first game, the middle game, and then the late game, and then the late late game. So unless you're looking at like days where both games start at the same time. You're you're going to always have that interest because most people are trying to hit the lottery, and I'm okay with parlaying. I'm okay if it's five percent, one to five percent of your straight wager. You know, you're gonna bet, you know, you bet five hundred dollars on a game, and you want to bet, you know, a five to ten to twenty dollar parlay. Great, but look, I agree with you. There's more money to be made in pace of play and overs and unders than there is on sides because it's too easy to lose those sides. You're not middling most totals. Most totals are one directional. You know, you yeah, you have some totals that the number, but for the most part, it's so much. It's so easier to be losing a game or winning a game by a point when you're talking about the side. Well, look, I had the Nets. Go, la- gonna... I had the Nets last night. Right. I had the Nets last night plus eleven and a half, and I didn't buy the hook, and they lost by twelve. The reality is the total in that game wasn't even close, one directional or the other. So that's a perfect example right there. Well, and I would say to you on the middle opportunity with a total that the 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 way it can happen is if you have your best opportunity is if you have the under uh on the starting end of a game the under and you get a right. very low scoring and, and you the over very the low scoring game in the first half be it a, a football game or a college basketball game and you say hey well look in the, that game was under some of the you know maybe in a basketball game the star player had got his third foul four minutes into the game, and this guy sat there uh, the whole first half, and it was a very low-scoring game. Well, the odds are it's not going to go over the total. You're going to be correct on your underplay, and you get a free roll to come back and play over in the second half, and you could have a 14, 15, 16-point middle. I mean, those well, are, those opportunities exact, are rare, but that's the best opportunity to do opportunity, that. Right, and yesterday with the Duke game is a perfect example. Duke only Duke shot out the other team ten nothing in the second half, but it was like a twenty six to seventeen or twenty. It was like it was a lot of it was like forty points already at halftime. And so what they do is they're going to inflate that over because they expect everybody to think, oh, they're going to rock and roll. It's the complete opposite of what you said. It was over in the first half and went way under in the second half, but the money line was shaded to the over because they're they're sucking the public into betting. So it's almost like. Do the opposite, basically. I wouldn't say broad case, but do the opposite, and, and and you'll probably do better off than if you're going to follow the trend of the original game. And uh, you know, they. It's just amazing how many times you can look at a money line that's set in the second half, and if you fade that money line, you know, over minus 120, and you take the plus money or the dog, you usually you'll win more, more times than you'll lose. If you had no other reason, the money line itself will 
tip you to the favorite side, not who really is supposed to win. All right, it's SportsInsiderRadio.com, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing with John and Mike from JohnSyndicate.com, inviting you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Coming to you from Las Vegas, we're going to get you ready for Week 17 of the NFL and the Big Bowl games. We'll talk specifics on some of these games when we return in a moment. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. All right, we're back with the SportsInsiderRadio.com. Invites you to check it out, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Gearing up for a big weekend in the NFL, Week 17. We've got the bowl games. We've got a lot on the docket. John and Mike join us. Uh, hey, let's start with the NFL. Guys, and Mike, let me start with you, my good friend. Uh, we've got the Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And Baltimore basically... Controlling your own destiny, win and you're in. And this is a nine and a half point number here with a total on the game that ranges from 39 and a half up to 40 and a half. It was last week an anomaly, Mike? Um, Baltimore had a wonderful opportunity to knock off, or excuse me, Indy had a great opportunity to knock off Baltimore in a game that meant everything to Baltimore. They've got the same scenario with Cincinnati coming in this week, playing loose as a goose. At least Cincinnati didn't run for the bus. They beat Detroit last week. What do you make of the Ravens uh, with all the pressure on them? I mean, there's a gray area here in terms of motivation from Cincinnati, but clearly pressure is a big deal on the Ravens' side that you have to consider. Well, I mean, talking about the number, I mean, I still don't believe as, you know, you're talking to me, I'm in Baltimore. Again, I'm in Baltimore, and I don't understand why the Ravens would be favored by 13 over anybody. And now they're getting their 10-point double-digit favor because it might have gone down, but it started out at 10. I mean, again, it's they are a team that wins in situations like this versus a much an opponent that's definitely not on their caliber. But doesn't mean that they're going to cover 10 points last week even with the eyeball test they dropped plenty of interceptions they let them back in the game and if it wasn't for that block punt i don't see indy driving the ball down the field with no timeouts left so you take all of that 
out of it and you just say, does the Ravens have an opportunity to win this game? Sure. But taking 10, laying 10 again versus Cincinnati team that's basically playing very loose. They have no coach. They have no playoff expectations. But what they do have, they want to knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. They want that more than anything else to just take a division opponent out of the playoffs because at this point that's what teams play for. But, again, you just don't know because a few games ago, Cincinnati played good at home, but the week before, they went on fourth down on their own 20-yard line. Like, they just didn't care. At that point, they were just pretty much just throwing it all in. So it's really tough to say how this team is going to show up on the road, but naturally, Ravens win these type of games. I see it being a much closer game, but laying 10 at home, they shouldn't be favored a double di- They're not the Patriots. They shouldn't be no, a double-digit favorite for anybody. Let me throw a, sim- a situation at you that's similar but completely different at the same time. But the, the similarity of it is the coaches are going to be out the door. You've got Central Florida where their coach, because of their unbeaten season and what he's done with these guys, uh, gets a job at Nebraska. Most college coaches would be out the door and start recruiting at the new joint. This kid stuck. This guy Frost sticks with his kids. You think they're not going to play their lungs out for that guy? Now Marvin Lewis is going out the door. Now we don't know, but I think they proved last week there was an element of you know we care about the guy. We know he's going to lose his job, and will Cincinnati play for him in a game they know is his last game? That is a very gray area, and it's an intangible that you can take any power rating and throw it completely out the window. How will that intangible impact the game? Well, I mean, and again, but it comes down to it. The Ravens need it, and Cincinnati wants it. They want to do well, but right. do they really need to. If it's, if it's in the fourth quarter and they're getting, they're getting it handed to them, are they really going to play that tough knowing they have nothing to play for versus the Ravens that are basically this is a playoff game to them? So it's, that is a type of scenario that, again, you have to wait till halftime and see how the game's prevailed. It's going to be very cold, and it's, you know, we have a very, you know, right now it's in the 20s. It's going to be like that going into the weekend. So this is the type of game where it gets to the second half, it's going to be pretty much dark out, and it's going to get even colder. So you're not going to be able to just – the hitting, all these teams come in here, you know, playing the Ravens and playing the Steelers, you're going to get punched in the mouth. So it, are they going to be able to stick with it in the second half when they're, their back's against the wall? So it's going to be very interesting to see all of these games at 4 o'clock, how they're going to prevail because you're really not sure – which teams are going to show up and which teams are just packing it in. And, John, you do such a a lot of your information and the work you do on game day are half times with all these afternoon games in the NFL being played at the same time so that everybody is motivated to start the games. Now, I think that that's that's the reality of it is, is that everybody gets a fair shake and we'll see how things unfold. They're all starting at the same time. But the reality of it is the opportunities could exist at halftime if it's an Atlanta that's going to impact Seattle's chances. If Atlanta is up 21 at the half uh, and it looks like they're going to go, it could be a deflating thing for Seattle. Uh, If Atlanta's getting smoked at halftime, you know Seattle's going to play like they're going to go through a wall because they go, the opportunity well, exists. So, I mean, you know the players are going to be watching the scoreboard. So, certainly at halftime, you'll be watching the scoreboard. And you can also look for parity at halftime. So, what that basically means is you could probably make some good money. I'm going to just throw it out there. Play every dog in the first half. Play every dog in the first half. Reminds me of the, the, the Buffalo-New England matchup last week. You basically the dog the dogs might hang or actually be winning out right in the first half because it's not as relevant to to do anything but pull away in the end. I don't buy in the unless you're New England trying to get the huge lead. But I mean, look, I hate to mention Cleveland again, but if you can get over seven at halftime, which you should be able to, there's a good shot that game could be tied at halftime or they could be losing by three, four, or whatever. And uh, yeah, they're zero and fifteen, but and we know that the wise guys have been chasing that team all year long for the number and they can't make the number high enough but look at Buffalo Buffalo's a road favorite at Miami and uh, you know Miami's no slaps they're 6 and 9 they're 8 and 7 and i i think that with the home team dogs especially like Miami 
I wouldn't be surprised to see um, the dogs winning at, at halftime. Um, the Giants, Miami, um, I would say, uh, are the two most notable ones, and you have a lot of road favorites, and you have a lot of huge chalk. So, you know, New England, the Jets, hey, the Jets, they're not scared of New England. They're 5-10, and 10, same thing. You can get a good number, 10 points, 9 points at halftime. Why wouldn't you take the Jets to hang with them in the first half and then have New England pull away in the second? We've already seen New England is a they're, they're kind of like Duke in college basketball. They want to they wanna pull away in the second half when it matters. No, I mean, there's always the game within the game. And here, there are games within games now because other games will impact certain games. When, you know, in week nine, they're just, they're out there taking care of their own thing. Literally now across the board, I mean, you're going to have 18 teams looking at the scoreboard. Yeah, and listen, I got to say one thing we didn't mention it last week. And you probably know this already. What's the number one team in covering against the spread in the last four years in the NFL? Tell me. <laughs> Minnesota. They're like, I think they're 52 and 10 in their last 62 games against the spread, Brian. Against the spread. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. You are sports better. And for the last four years, all you did is bet Minnesota every week. You're racking up huge wins, huge capital. And so the thing is, when you see a game like this, the, the wise guys know this. The line's 12 and a half. You want to beat that number before it goes to 14. I don't, the, I, if the line goes down in some places to 11, it's fake right before game time. Mark my words, that game is going to pop to 14, and then you'll have dog money coming in on the Bears in a big way. All right, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Fellas, let's uh, shift to the balls. And motivation is such a big deal uh, in bowl games. Pretty much we get to New Year's Day. We said, you know, you're, you're probably in, in a good spot there. Uh, maybe the Outback Bowl. I think Michigan had designs on a much better bowl than the Outback Bowl playing against South Carolina. Um, you, you wonder, you know, how do the Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's and Miami's of the world react to having had an opportunity to play for a national championship and they're not? Um you know, so you, you got to take these things into account. And here's another one for you guys. You got Memphis playing uh, Iowa State, and that's the Liberty Bowl. Well, it happens to be on their home field, and we had an instance earlier in the year with, or not too long ago, Florida Atlantic played on their home field, and it was flat out a boat race. Uh, Memphis is laying three and a half, four against Iowa State, who I think will be happy to be in this bowl game. Uh, but it's a weird deal where a team's actually playing a bowl on their home field. Absolutely, and I will say one thing, just because we discussed it yesterday. Do I get a little Fresno State props? Last week I told everybody here at Sports Insider Radio the number one team against the spread in college football was Fresno State. The line actually went from two and a half to three. They won the game outright. You already said on November 11th they were in Hawaii before, and they were in Hawaii again, and they got the job done. Yes. So now we can discuss the bowl games. Well, no, but I mean that's the kind of thing where okay, yeah, you've got. I think more than any time of year, Mike, I would say this: the kids go out and they play. The coaches don't block and tackle, but in bowl season. With extra time to prepare, I think you have to really take extra stock and look extra long and hard at what coaches' track records have been over the course of time gearing up for bowl games. Because, you know, playing for with three, four weeks rest to keep the kids motivated, to have a creative game plan, to find ways to keep them, you know, attentive during this long layoff. Uh, it, it is a real challenge for the coaches, and there are guys that are good at it, and there are guys that are bad at it. Well, that and, you know, like, just to track back about the last couple of days, the bowl games that happened yesterday, all of these players were not with their families for Christmas. So how are the coaching, coaches preparing these guys while they're, you know, away from Christmas break and they're playing a bowl game the day after Christmas? So. You know, a lot of these coaches are either really good at the preparation and keeping their teams together, and then obviously some that are just leaving the school. Or, like, for example, there's a game going on right now that we've talked about, like as we're doing this radio show, that we've talked about where the Florida State coach is gone. Now, is this team going to really show up? 
They had pretty much one of the worst seasons in years. They've had a ton of injuries hit them. But you're talking about a team that's a, 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 a double-digit favorite, and the coach isn't even there. So all of this plays no effect, especially going into you know the New Year's Day bowl games where these coaches, like you said, have three to four weeks to prepare. You know, Nick Saban has been notorious for this, where if you give him this much time to prepare for you, he's going to come up with a defensive scheme that is going to stop whatever you have going for yourself. And, and then he struggles a little bit in the last couple of years. The only time that I've seen him struggle is in the national championship when there's not that much preparation and the team gets the best of him because the scheme is that much better. Again, it was Deshaun Watson, the guy you saw what he did in the first year before he got hurt on, on the Texans. So that is a huge factor and a huge element to the bowl games, especially with the travel schedule, how these teams play like you said, with Memphis playing on their own field, it's like the of years past Boise State would play on that blue turf. They're not losing on the blue turf. Year after year they would win. So all of that is a huge element that you have to play into effect, and it's not just a regular game, and you've got to just throw the ATS spreads out the window if you're just going to play it blindly because it's not that easy. So if you're listening to the show and you just think just because, you know, we're, we're quoting that the ATS records are good, just play the team. It's not that easy. If it was that easy, everybody would be winning, and it would just be we wouldn't be doing this radio show. Well, and, John, I mean, specific to the game we, uh, Mike just alluded to, uh, it's, it's early. It's only the first minute of the game. First minute of the game, Southern Miss uh, went down, got a touchdown. They're up 6 nothing. They're catching 15-and-a-half points. Um, You've you got to think of these kids. Did they go and, for two, or well, they just I, thought they I I don't know. I I just see that it's six six zip. But what I would missed say to you point. is missed extra point. There you go. So, but what I would say is, if you're a kid and you're a high end recruit and you're going to Florida State and you know their quarterback they gets hurt. I mean, they have national championship aspirations. Quarterback gets hurt at the beginning of the year, but at the end of the year, uh, if you're a kid playing for Florida State, you know you're thinking Orange Bowl or you know ACC championship I mean you know are these kids doing a cartwheel to play in the Independence Bowl even though you say well wait a minute you're going out there and you're auditioning for NFL t- uh, teams and the draft and your games on tape and you're always auditioning and someone's always watching it that's great but the reality of it is you know these kids thought they were going to be playing in a New Year's Day Bowl they could care less about the Independence Bowl all that and how do you think they feel when they don't even have a coach to, to back them, and you know how this happens when a when an interim coach comes in, he starts trying to do his resume if he's going to maybe get kept. So he's playing different starters, trying out different schemes, and then these then there's a lot of you know intangibles that go into it. Where if you really you know just want to put it out there, these players are like you said, playing in the Independence Bowl for Florida State is a complete wash for them. They well, don't want to play in this game. Uh, John, and, you, John, know, you just go, John. You go back to. We just saw it, the Louisiana Tech SMU game. You got the new coach coming in to coach the game, which is ridiculous, and we said it all week long. How can that possibly work? There'll be no communication. Yeah, the kids want to impress the new coach coming in, but it was dysfunctional. If that was a fight, they would have called it off at halftime. I mean, sometimes you just look at something and go, that's just really stupid. Right, but also with the college bowl games, you have personal vested interest among the players so when you say as a whole they don't want to be there well if that guy's looking to you know he's looking to interview for scouts for the future then i it might be a different story so you're going to always have these individual situations where you know you're using college football as a feeder into the nfl so you got to really also break down which games have those potential first draft, second draft, third draft, fourth draft, down the line draft picks. And then for that individual player, it's going to be something completely different. It's an interview, the last hurrah for them to show off themselves. All right, and one that's you know, kind of your backyard. Uh, it is, I mean, actually. Uh, Virginia and Navy, uh, you know, when they play, that's a very interesting game. We saw Army didn't suffer a letdown from the Army-Navy game. Uh, in their bowl game with San Diego State. You know the military kids don't quit. Uh, the interesting thing, the Rubik's Cube here, the chess match, uh, is Bronco Mendenhall for Virginia is a defensive specialist with extra time to prepare uh, for Navy and then throw in there uh, that it's kind of a regional rivalry, Virginia and Navy. Well, right. with, with Navy, again, we talked about this after they lost the Army. Do they really care? You know, the bowl game, their bowl game was last week. So 
you know, now that they lost that, is it going to be a letdown? And it's just one of those things. Any one of these, any one of the military academies, especially Army, Navy, if they get down by 14, it's a wrap. They're not going to throw the ball. They're not going to get the ball down the field to play catch-up. Army did well because they kept within that seven-point margin all game, and then they pulled away late on, you know, obviously on the last play of the game because they kept it within that one possession. So with Navy, it's the same scenario. You know, can you throw out that game last week versus Army because that's really the game that they care about all season? Sure, because it's one game's not going to tell their season, but again, it's just one of those scenarios where it's just too hard to tell a team that are that close in range of wins all season against a spread they're very close. You can't just blindly bet on this game and say this team is better than the other because there's just a lot of intangibles that go into it that we just don't clearly know right now. And I'm not saying that this is the play, John, but I'm curious when you look at the again what people last witnessed was Virginia losing 10 nothing to Virginia Tech but they had played high scoring games you know prior to that one and then Navy the last time we saw them was against Army and you look at oh it was 14-13 well that game was played in a blizzard and now you get this right. de- deflated total because of those last two games uh and I know that both teams uh and especially Virginia their defense may be able to dial something up but you've got to think there is the a, a, a chance that an over adjustment was made uh specifically on the total based on the last two games but I think there were mitigating factors to that yeah absolutely I mean you see the total drop three points and the reality is nobody's betting Virginia I have every guy that I've talked to um is bet is betting Navy well what do you and, do what you do, know, do you do when that happens <laughs> you know what I do yeah you know what I do baby. yeah exactly uh, yeah it doesn't mean I'm always paid it's not a a standard, but you can, you know, when you see a line, when you see, it's interesting, maybe opened up at three and a half and went to Virginia minus one, and they're just gobbling up, kind of like what you said, if they had, they would be playing them at minus three and a half, so they're just gobbling them up at plus one, minus one, and they're like, oh, great, the public's on the wrong side, we're going to, you know, so it's it's a little different because when you see lines move that much, four and a half points off the opener, there's a lot of middling going on and a lot of arbitrage going on. You and you've seen that like Oklahoma State six and a half all the way down to four and a half in some spots. Um, TCU sitting there two and a half up to three, three and a half in some spots. You've got to understand the the the, the syndicate dynamic of people trying to grab a good number on both sides and that's the reason why you're going to have a lot more of these games move than you would in the normal college uh, football season um you know look at texas texas is uh again plus three they're playing uh, later today against missouri i don't know one person that isn't playing missouri i mean so even if i liked missouri it gives me pause because i would say the handle is so skewed to missouri right now and uh they're acting like texas doesn't even exist all right, These fellas. are the things we watch when you call here. I'll tell you, time flies when you're having fun. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Number to call is 1-800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the NFL playoffs, fellas. Uh, enjoy bowl season. Happy New Year to you guys. And we'll play it back again next week. Looking forward to it. Have a great week. We'll see you next year. You got see it, you next year. You got it. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. 
Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Hi, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. Something you probably don't know about me is that I grew up playing hockey. I love the game because it taught me that you have to be aggressive and dedicated to win. And of course, winning is everything. The same goes for representing my clients in their personal injury cases. I work hard to get you the maximum settlement as quickly as possible. If you've been injured in an accident, ask attorney Adam Kuttner, 702-382-0000. That's 382-0000. Hi, John here from the world-famous Oasis Bar and Grill, inviting all you Monday Night Football fans to join us for Monday Night Madness. We have lots of great specials and giveaways, starting with two, three, and $4 pints and bottles of Coors, Coors Light, and Blue Moon, $3 Fireball, and our traditional $1 halftime shot. Fill up on 50-cent wings, dollar dogs, tacos, and pizza. Win hats, t-shirts, jerseys, and other special prizes. And gamers, $500 and $1,000 Royal Flush cash bonuses. So if football and fun is your thing, Oasis is your place for Monday Night Football. Come join the rest of the Monday Night Maniacs at the world-famous Oasis Bar and Grill, located at 4955 South Decatur, just south of Tropicana. Oasis Bar and Grill. Great food, great gaming, and great times. From the end. 